Welcome back to another episode of Pulse on the Markets. I'm your host, Jaden Brains, founder of Brains Capital. And once again, this show is designed to help you as an investor make better, more educated financial decisions. So let's get right into it. Today has been kind of mixed. So the indexes are barely up. We got the Dow up 0.14, NASDAQ up 0.4, the S&P up 0.34%, and the small caps are down 0.57, and the 10-year treasury yields are up are, are down 0.71%. They're, they're down to 4.073. And so let's just get the biggest loser out of the way first so we can talk about the good stocks that are killing it today. So the biggest loser of the day was Snap. They're down 31%, 31.5% to 11.97. This was brutal for Snapchat. They were they were up above $17 before the close, and now they're down to 12, under $12. They just lost $9 billion in market cap. That's that is so sad to see. Now they're under twenty billion again, and they just been getting they just got hammered. They're cutting staff by ten percent to apparently uh, it said like coming from Snapchat they said that it would lay off ten percent of staff or five hundred twenty eight employees in order to invest incrementally in the company's growth over time. I mean investors are not that patient anymore. We have companies like Nvidia, like Supermicro Computers, like Meta that are just growing exponentially. And people don't want to wait for Snapchat to eventually turn a profit because their the retain their retained earnings are terrible. It's negative eleven billion. And for those of you that don't know how retained earnings work, they accumulate year after year. Or yeah, quarter after quarter, just whenever their the reports come come out. And net income is split up into two things, retained earnings and dividends. So they don't I I believe they don't even pay a dividend yield. So that means they're just not profitable. Yeah, they make over a billion dollars in, in revenue, top line, but what does their bottom line look like? They're losing millions and millions of dollars every single quarter. And that's because it costs them 500 million just to produce that revenue. And then they have their operating expenses, which is another million dollars or another billion dollars. So they're making over a little over a billion, but they're losing 1.5, 1.6 billion just to maintain the company running. So, and that's, that's not a good look for the program. And profitability is what gives a company value is their uh, their future ability to be profitable. But investors just aren't seeing that right now. They're 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 not impressed with the results coming back from Snap. Yeah, they beat estimates, but still, we're not seeing the growth that that people really want to see. And so, so that that's Snapchat. I personally would not invest in Snapchat. It scares me. I don't like companies that aren't profitable and that haven't been for. For who knows how long it's been years and years since they've been able to turn a profit so i'm just not very bullish on snapchat all right for some companies that are doing well the top the, the biggest gainer in the s p 500 was enph they they rose 15 percent even though their earnings report were a little down and enph is a is another semiconductor company no, no wonder it's, it's performing well. The semiconductors have been exploding. They've been performing. Every single earnings, earnings report that I've seen from a semiconductor company has been doing well. And it's it just shoots up after the earnings report. So that, that would have been a good bet to go in on, on EMPH before this earnings report. Another big winner is FTNT. They are also a, a technology service. So they, they work in IT services. And they smack their earnings report. Yep, they're up 18% on the earnings report. Their stock's up 4%. And Ford crushed their earnings. They're, they're up 140%. That, that was a surprise. So the 
the estimate was 0.12, and they reported 0.29. So their stock's up 4% as well after the start of the market, and that that's a stellar earnings report. And they beat their revenue estimates by 6.8%. Perfect. Other stocks that are that are performing well, Lily once again is doing well. So it turns out that their that their Monjero obesity drug generated over two billion dollars. That is that's impressive. And the other one, Zepbound, is relatively new and it's going to catch up once the production goes into full throttle. Then I I see the growth because that's that's my biggest the biggest thing that I look for is growth is earnings is not just the past earnings but what are they projecting to earn in the future. Because that's what drives the market price. Yes, Mr. Market, which is the name for the the volatility in the market going up and down, up and down. But growth and earnings create a steady line upwards. And that's what I like to invest in. Not to find the perfect time when it drops to a certain point and then buy and then sell when it, when it goes up. No, I like to find companies that I believe have potential to grow even more in the future. And the companies that companies that don't have that priced in already into their stock their stock price, and one of those companies for me is Lily. It's up two point two nine percent, another sixteen dollars today, and I I am bullish on on Lily. I think that their potential to continue growing and to and to increase their earnings like they've projected, I I think it's going to it's going to come to pass. I believe that. Nvidia's up five dollars, 077 percent. Decker's up 076 percent. Netflix up 0.4 percent. And yeah, Meta once again another three percent, up 13 dollars, continues to rise. I think there's a lot of upside potential in Meta as well, with their projected earnings, and just with their with their current growth, how they've been growing. Microsoft continues to stay above the three trillion dollar market capitalization. They're at 3.04. So they've officially taken the lead for for most valuable company, and they are beating Apple, which is at 2.92. So now by over 100 billion, they're they're beating Apple. Before Apple was higher, it was at three trillion, and and Microsoft was lower. But recently, they've switched positions, and Microsoft is up 10 trillion, or a or geez, 10 trillion, 100 billion extra. 10 trillion is a lot of dollars. My bad. And Spotify, once again, is up 5%. It's up $10 a share. And like I said on the previous episode, I, I like Spotify. I like what they're doing. They just signed Joe Rogan for uh, for a lot of money, for like $250 million. They signed Joe Rogan. And that that's a big play for the podcast market. So they are bullish on their podcasts. And they, they're expecting to make it very profitable this year in 2024. And also I explained how their subscriber growth rate went up quite a bit they're up to like i believe it's around 600 million subscribers or just active users on the app and sweet so that is it for the first section or session of this show and we'll we'll be right back welcome back to the second half of the show let's get right into it so the dow is up 0.43 percent We've seen that the indexes have increased since the first part. The Nasdaq's up 1.10 and the S&P's up 0.72. So we're seeing once again, people are having hope in a Fed rate cut. Once again, oh man, this has been kind of annoying with just the ups and downs of the market. It's been staying pretty neutral. 
one day we don't have hope, they're not going to cut them one day. Oh, they actually might. So that seems to be what's going on in the market recently. And for the second half of the show, I'm going to go over some some earnings reports, some IPOs for companies, and just some stories. So to start things off, NYCV, the New York Community Bank Corp's credit rating was downgraded to junk by Moody's, by, by Moody's due to concerns over its exposure to the struggling commercial real estate market. That's one of the news headlines. And if we take a look at it, it's kind of scary a little bit because the Moody's said that the downgrade was driven by concerns about challenges facing New York Community Bank Corp after the lender shocked Wall Street last week by revealing a surprise loss on its exposure to the struggling commercial real estate market. Oh dear, this does not sound good. The downgrade dropped the bank's credit rating two notches from its previous level, making a substantial loss of faith about the bank's ability to repay its debt holders. This sounds an awful lot like the Lehman Brothers back in the 08 crisis, the 08 crash. And that's the last thing we need is another bank crash. It's good if you have a lot of cash and you, you plan on buying up securities like these. But not so good if you currently own securities. If you currently own real estate, we don't need another real estate crash, right? But this seems awfully similar to what happened in 08 with the Lehman Brothers, the first institution to crash, which led to a domino effect of many institutions, which caused the 08 crash. So that, that's slightly concerning. So there's a new sports streaming service coming out. Disney, Fox, and Warner Bros. They, they plan to launch a joint sports streaming service in, this fall, actually. And they're going to feature content from ESPN, TNT, FS1, ABC, Fox. And they're, they want to target the younger market, make it more accessible, and have it all in one spot. And they know that cable has been on the decline for the last who knows how many years. And it, less and less people are using cable because there's these streaming services that include everything that cable has and it's even cheaper. So this is what they're shooting for, specifically the younger market. It's pretty huge. And just with the decline in TV and, and cable, they, they want to give us access to all of this kind of stuff. So that, that's what's up. I'm excited to see what that what that looks like, what the price is as well. They're thinking about combining it with like a Disney Plus subscription. It's like an upgrade that includes all of it in, in one spot, which would be nice. The General Motors recalled 323,000 vehicles due to a tailgate issue that may cause it to open while driving. Yeah, no thanks. So I have stuff in the back. I don't want it flying out because the tailgate's not working. And this happened with uh, Toyota. Not the same problem. They had an airbag problem where it would just go out. There, it would just go off randomly. <laughs> and, uh, pre pre crash. It wouldn't even be a crash, and it'd go off. Which, if you have your legs on that dashboard, the last thing going through your mind is your knees. So that would not be good. And, oh man. So this seems to be happening pretty pretty often. Because first was Tesla with the little symbol on their dashboard that was too small. And they got 2.2 million vehicles uh, recalled. And then Honda, now GM, all within a week. And this seems like a headache for for automotive companies. No, No thank you. All right. Let's see what else. Uber. Uber's first profitable year yet. So first full year profit as a public company. They earned $1.43 billion in 2023. And this this signals really a, a strategic shift. They're, they went from prioritizing growth. They're in the growth stage of just getting as many users, as many uh, drivers, whatnot. And now they're achieving profitability. They're, they're hitting that switch and they're going for profitability, which is what investors like. 
we, we like profit. So this could be good leading up in these, these upcoming years for Uber as they strive to achieve this profitability. Sweet Target is trying to launch a, a paid membership program called Project Trident. And uh, they're going to look like Amazon, Walmart, Costco, all these, all these successful brands. They're, they're aiming to, to set up a Target membership program. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't shop at Target. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess we'll see how that turns out. I'm not exactly sure. But what is cool is Roblox. So that's actually one of the companies that ARK invests in. That's Kathy Wood. Fun fact, Sark, the inverse Kathy Wood fund, is up 11% year to date. <laughs> Jeez, I would feel so sad if there is a inverse brains capital. That would make me sad. Knowing that there's people that are so positive that I'm going to lose money that they set up a reverse ETF to make some profits off my losses. That would be tough. But that's also when you know you've made it Yeah, pretty big. I'm not there yet. But anyways, yeah, the ARC is down 10.5% and Sark's up 10.5%. Shoot. Uh, well, it's a good thing if you, you bet on bet against Kathy Wood this year. Anyways, Roblox, they introduced a real-time AI chat translator. It reminds me of the creator. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but the creator, there's they have devices where you can speak into it and it translates it into another language. Yeah, it seems like AI. And they're doing that and it supports 16 languages. So that'll be cool because that's going to remove language barriers and it's going to advance inclusivity in the gaming. So you're, everyone's going to be more inclusive. And it's, everyone's going to be more engaged. You can play with people from other countries, other, other cultures, and not, not just people within the, that speak English or Chinese. But now there's 16 different languages. So that, that broadens the amount of people you can play with and it just makes it way more engaging. WeWork ownership. This surprises me. Adam Newman, the, the co-founder of WeWork, so WeWork had a valuation of over $40 billion and they, they went bankrupt very quickly because their valuation was like the dot-com bubble where there wasn't much backing it up. It was a whole ton of fluff. And Adam Newman was a great co-founder, great, and he was very passionate. Similar to Steve Jobs, he would absorb you into his vision. And WeWork was we're like office spaces where it's, it's more communal, people working together. And they bought, they had a ton of assets, but weren't making enough, weren't generating enough revenue to hold up these assets that they bought in a large quantity of. And it ended up putting WeWork under. And now Adam Newman is attempting to buy back once again this now bankrupt company. Despite all the past controversies and financial woes, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how good of a player that was because it, it really crumbled to the ground really quickly too. It was, it was too quick. There's a good documentary on WeWork that I genuinely enjoyed watching. And yeah, so just a little news on credit cards. Credit card delinquency surged over 50% in 2023. So the, that it reached $1.13 in debt. Jeez Louise. And that in, indicates increased financial stress among consumers. So there's, there's far more debt for credit cards. That's good news for credit card companies. They made bank off that. Or, and they're still making bank, but geez, for the consumer, that, that's tough news. $1.13 trillion in debt. Sweet. So just to give you guys some, some earnings reports that are coming up and what to look for. So Disney is going to report today after close. And what I, what I care for in earnings reports, not as much as how much they're expected to be to buy, but what's the estimate and what's the year-over-year growth. Because if it's projected to reach X amount of dollars, X amount of EPS, earnings per share. 
And what's the comparison of that to last year? Because even if it falls a little short of the estimate, but they're, they're showing growth and they're show, showing higher earnings per share considered, or in comparison to the last quarter of the, the quarter of last year, that same quarter last year, sorry, then that's, that's what I look for. That's what indicates that the, that's what more indicates the stock price. And if it exceeds the expectation and shows year over year, year, over year growth, that's when a stock really shoots up. And so far I've been able to call at least four of the last four that, that I've really doubled down on. It was Netflix, it was Lily, Deckers, and Meta. So those are the, those are the stocks that I, I really doubled down. I dove into the financials, the year over year, the, the trailing uh, EPS and also what they're projected to achieve and just diving into the specifics of each company as well and it just seemed obvious that the, the company was going to report better than what it says and it's showing growth. So Disney is going to report 0.76% year over year which is kind of it's kind of small. Uh, AZM which is AstraZeneca and they estimate 7.8% year over year. S&P Global, 6.5%. Philip Morris International, that's PM. Uh, temp, or, yeah, 3.6% year-over-year, but 10% in, in revenue, which is, which is pretty nice year-over-year. ConocoPhillips is projected to lose 17.25%, and the earnings per share, 22%, they're expected to lose. So that is a company I would not bet on because they're not showing growth, right, guys? It, the, the stock or the company has been going down. It's on a downtrend. Duke Energy uh 1.89% year over year in revenue and 38 38.7% earnings per share. So their their top line is not increasing that much but their bottom line is expected to increase dramatically. And that that's good news for Duke Energy. I I might need to look into that. PepsiCo uh 3% year over year not not that much. Enbridge 6.38% a little better. Arisa Networks uh which has been on the the hot list for so many different fund managers and and institutions, A N E T. It's it's A N E T. Is the little thing. Our recent networks. They're going to report on Monday, and analysts estimate 1.53 billion in revenue, which is 20% year over year, and 1.7 in earnings per share, which is 20% year over year. I might. I'm. That's going to be on on the top of my list, honestly, for for companies to look at for the earnings reports. And the last one is Waste Management W M, and they're expected to grow in revenue 5% in earnings per share. 17.69%. So that that's pretty solid too for waste management. And lastly, the last thing I want to touch are this week's IPOs. So I I like looking at IPOs because usually their their TCM revenue, which is like the trailing 12 months, it's it's it and their year over year growth, it's usually so much higher than already publicly traded companies. Like for for instance, the on metagenomy metagenomy i don't know how to pronounce that mgx is going public on the 9th so in two days and it's a genetic medicines company and it's it's ttm revenue is 37.95 and the revenue growth year over year is 6978 percent that's absurd that's so much so I, I love looking at IPOs because some of these companies are just in major growth stage they're just they're growing their their top line dramatically and these are good long-term investments. Some of them, not all of them. You have examples like uh, American Healthcare. It's R E I R. Yeah, H A H R is the ticker, and it's only up three percent year over year. Uh, but then you have specific companies like uh, Caverna Therapeutics (K Y T X). 
And that's a clinical stage biopharma company focused on autoimmune diseases. And it's up 24% year over year. Uh, where is it at? Perfect moment, PMNT, 42.5% year over year. Uh, Amfritrite Digital, 123%. Uh, that's AMDI. Triton Digital Tech Holdings, TDTH, is 92.2% revenue growth year over year. Like there, there's so many companies that go public that are already showing major growth year over year, and these are these are good things that I like to see. Oh, once again, let me know if you guys want specific stocks. I can go into detail and just give you a whole analysis and basically a report on your specific ticker that you want me to dive into. So you guys just let me know. Please DM me at marketpulse.io. I will put that in the description. Sorry, I didn't last time, but I will this time. And once again, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you. If you haven't already, please leave a review. You don't have to write anything. Just just give me a good review so that more people can listen to the podcast and so that it can grow, so that I can assist other people in their financial journey. And before I let you guys go, like like always, I kind of read off my my little my little disclaimer. I need to automate that because it's kind of good right now but bear with me. Sorry, guys. Uh, this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The, the content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared. And they are not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Involving, investing involves risk. It's all risky. Jim Rohn. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, guys, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys for, for listening up to this point. You guys are the real ones. And I will catch you guys later. Catch you guys tomorrow. <laughs>